engineer, inventor, but most importantly, I'm the bearer of the aristocrats. The world's lewdest gnome sculpture. The multiverse's lewdest gnome sculpture, which I am currently working in this very dark room to construct from the plans that I extracted from my holodroid. But, don't worry, you're not going to just listen to the 20 minutes of me in a dark room constructing a gnome sculpture. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about visiting parallel dimensions, and apparently it's important to keep going, I guess. I'm sure I can come up with some way to use this podcast to spread the majesty of the aristocrats. But in the meantime, we're continuing to visit parallel dimensions via my roommate, Jack Strobe, who I have cast away on a terrible tour of torture, lasting as long as it takes for me to finish this job. Currently, he is, let me check my notes here, ah, running from a swarm of deadly wasps. Excellent, yes. This is one of my favorites, actually, so let's tune in and see how he handles that. Oh, yeah, he's dead. He's not going to be any help. Well, that was the last person alive anywhere near here. He's clearly succumbed to his stings, though. I better keep moving. I hear them. I see my recorder light came on here. It sounds like Max is probably listening in. Probably the podcast is going out. That's what I assume when I see the light come on anyway. But you can hear the buzzing of the wasps. They're clearly overhead somewhere. I had to dive into a pond of water, breathe through a straw for like three hours until they moved on. But I can hear them up there. They're getting close again. I've got to find someplace safe. And as I was just mentioning, found a guy a little bit alive, but he died. I was hoping he could give me some info, but yeah, it was gruesome. I won't go into the details. Anyway, as you can hear, I'm moving on, moving through the brush here. There is a building getting close to a pretty large building, actually. Now that I've uh, got a full view of it, this is a very large building. I don't know if maybe this is a place to take shelter. Most of the buildings I've gone into have boarded up windows, and then the boarded up windows have clearly been chewed through, and when you go inside, you see sights that no human being should ever have to see. It is an apocalypse. The things that these wasps do are really gruesome. But I still see boards on this building, so maybe they didn't get into this one. I don't know, maybe they didn't smell any people in there. I don't know. I don't know why, but it looks still boarded up. I'm going to go inside. Oh, yeah, here's the door. Wow, I can still hear those wasps. Oh, they're getting closer. Oh, wow, okay, they're already bumping against... You hear that sound? That's a wasp. It's probably got a two-foot wingspan, and it is bumping against the boards of that window. I must have just made it in here just in time. They were probably following my scent or something. And, boy, I hear that he's chewing on the boards already. I probably don't have much time. So I guess that explains why the boards were still there. The wasps didn't particularly want in here, and now they do. And I don't have a lot of time. What am I going to do? Countdown on my timer here seems to be ticking down. I should be getting out of here soon. When it hits zero, a portal will open, and I get to go see what other fresh hell Max has planned for me. Now I've got to just stay alive until this portal opens. Oh, so I just pulled this tarp back, and there is a lot of equipment here. A lot of equipment. This looks like military stuff. Yeah, this could come in handy fighting off a swarm of killer wasps that are as big as a human torso. This body armor looks pretty tough. I doubt even those long stingers could penetrate this. I'm going to start with this. I will say a lot of the people that I saw deceased looked like they had been stung repeatedly in the torso. 
I think maybe they just go for center of gravity or something. But this body armor looks like it would very nicely protect my torso. Yeah, some camo gear here. Looks pretty thick. I'm putting this stuff on. It's pretty good here. Oh, weapons. Yes. Looks like this rack here has all kinds of weapons. Now, I'm a little uncomfortable even picking these up. If you've been a regular listener to this podcast, you may know, despite having a colorful life on the other side of the law, I tend to shy away from violence. I'm not one to pick up a gun or solve really any problem with violence. I prefer more white-collar pursuits. I stay away from the sort of violent people that, that get into crime. But in a situation like this, with giant wasps about to come after me and try to kill me, I will reluctantly pick up a gun. And that's what I'm doing now. This here assault rifle of some sort. Looks like there's some magazines. Gotta figure out the safety on this thing. Oh, oh, I accidentally set it off. Okay, it works. Yeah, as you can tell, I'm not a gun expert, but appears I have a functional assault rifle here. Oh, here's a shotgun. All right. Wow, that's a shotgun. Uh, looks like I can load some shells in the side here. All right, uh, yeah, I think I'll just strap that to my back, and if they get into close range, that'll be my backup, and yeah, I might as well strap a handgun to my belt as well. Ooh, uh, here's a whole string of magazines. I can just loop those around my shoulder. Oh, yeah. Now I'll be able to empty quite a few clips before I run out of ammo here. Yeah, it looks like I can get the clip in and out of this assault rifle. I think I'm basically ready to go. Oh, what's this? Ooh. Well, this is some sort of machine. It says Combat Readiness Terminal. Well, maybe it might be something interesting. Oh, it, wow, it's already... Must have detected my presence or something. I didn't think I turned it on, but it's clearly booting up. System ready. Please state your query. Ah, well, I don't know if I have a query. I just was thinking this combat readiness terminal might prepare me for the combat I'm about to enter. Please describe the nature of your combat. Giant flying wasps are about to chew through a boarded window and attack me. Searching giant wasps. Entry found. Would you like assistance in preparing for this combat? Yeah, I don't really know what to expect here. I know. Oh, 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 okay. Uh, Some steroid has been applied. I see that. Yeah, I was just injected about five times in different parts of my body with instant steroids, you say? Affirmative. I'm afraid to ask, what does instant steroids do? Instant steroids will increase your muscle mass approximately 4x within the next... That explains some weird feelings I'm feeling. Well, I think it's faster than two minutes. Results may vary. The effects of the instant steroids will last for approximately one hour. Wow. I know the listeners can't see what's happening right now, but that ripping sound you hear is my shirt. My arms have gotten huge. I look like a power lifter or a bodybuilder that has gone way overboard on the steroids, which is what appears to have been injected into me. I look like Rambo times 10. Just absurd muscles everywhere. There goes my pants. Yeah, my thighs just popped right through the seams there. Well, I look even more warlike with these giant muscles, although I'm not sure how having giant muscles is gonna help in a battle against airborne foes. Maybe they increase my reflexes or something, too. I guess we'll find out here right now. That first one just came through. Oh, <laughs> Alright, well, uh, oh, yeah, he's coming. I'm... I'm not very good at aiming this thing. Oh, it looks like I got him. He's down at least. Kind of thrashing around, but at least he's not lying towards my face anymore. 
don't know why wasps always try to get right in your face. Well, there's two, three more in here now, though. They're buzzing around, trying to get an angle on me. Yep. Oh, there's the portal, finally. I'm not going to be able to hold out much longer. I'm just shooting bursts at anything that moves in here. Alright, okay, through the portal. God, it's close. Take that, you devils. Man, I hate wasps. Okay, well, I'm someplace new now. Oh! Killer Groovy, man. The prophet has arrived. Our problems are over. I'm not so sure about that. You're expecting a prophet, you say? Welcome. Welcome to our camp. Wow, it's very interesting. I'm Max. Welcome, prophet. This is very interesting. There's flowers everywhere, and yet your tents are, I guess, camo? Is that what that is? Totally, man. Come in, come in. Come into the war room. The war room. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, someone just handed me a wreath of flowers, put it around my neck, and someone else handed me another sidearm. I, I've already got one. I've got one right here. Well, I guess I need two. All right, I've got two sidearms now. You can never be too prepared, man. Make war, not love. Really? Make war, not love? That's an interesting slogan. How did you come up with that? Been our motto ever since the countercultural movement of the 60s, man. Ah, okay, so... Standing up against the... Peacenik politicians. Interesting. Peacenik politicians. Yeah, I can see why that would be annoying. Yeah, ruining everything for all of us. The world is so much worse off than if they had just gone to war to solve our problems. And is the long hair that I see on everyone, is that part of your culture? Yeah. It doesn't seem terribly military. What are you talking about, man? All the best warriors have long hair. Ah. You ever heard of Samson? From the Bible? Ah, yes, that's A.K.A. the Book of War? That is a pretty warlike book, now that you mention it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did have long hair. Yeah. Braveheart? You ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. Pretty sure he had long hair. All right, well, okay, I take your point. Long hair can be quite martial. So, um, what is this ceremony here? Pipe, huh? Yeah, man, take it. Breathe it in. It's meth. You're passing around a pipe of methamphetamines. Uh, everyone does look a little twitchy. Yeah, I you guess. gotta get worked up, man. Gotta get in that warlike mindset for the prophet. We've been waiting for your arrival for so long. We knew that one day the alien prophet would come and here you are. Fully well, armed, armed to the teeth, ready to lead us into battle against the government so we can take over and go to war to protect our interests. Yes, I see how my entrance may have been a very warlike entrance. I was trying to defend myself against some extremely dangerous wasps. Yeah, yeah, we're on the same page. We gotta defend ourselves against the extreme dangers. Like government control, forcing the peace and the docility down our throats. The white Anglo-Saxon Protestants are some of the worst of the peaceniks. Uh, yeah, that's a different kind of wasp. But they think that somehow the New Testament of the Bible negates all that awesome war stuff in the Old Testament. Nonsense. Yeah, I can see how there might be some peaceniks in that crowd. I can see why you would find that distressing. So, um, how can I help? Like I said, man, you're gonna lead us into battle. We're gonna take over the government. Install a military regime 
to become the world's policeman. Well, you may not like to hear this, but despite my heavily armed appearance, I usually take the perspective that violence is not the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, we didn't know the prophet was going to also be a comedian. That's good. (laughs) Uh, No, but seriously, violence is always the answer. Always the answer. If violence is not the answer, you're asking the wrong question. Interesting. So you think there is no situation whatsoever that cannot be solved with violence? Absolutely. Take, for example, in the 90s and the early 2000s, if we had gone to war and acted violence in the Middle East to protect our interests, the price of gas would not have shot up to $50 a gallon. Whoa, that is some expensive gasoline. Uh Uh-huh, right? I can take your point a little bit there. Yeah. That would be very disruptive, $50 a gallon gasoline. Yeah, the whole auto industry had to do a complete pivot to electric. And towns got redesigned into these, what they're called now, 15-minute cities, so we don't even get to drive anymore. What's a 15-minute city? The 15-minute cities, man, it's part of the evil government plot to keep us docile and take away our freedoms. Nobody gets to go more than 15 minutes away from their house because everything they need is a 15-minute walk away. Well, that does sound pretty restrictive. So you literally cannot go more than 15 minutes away from your home. Someone, like, stops you, like, with a gun or something? Well, well no, they don't, they don't stop. Not, I told you, it's, they're peaceniks. They don't, of course, they don't stop you with a gun or any, really anything. They, it's just, listen, we can go 15 minutes. We just, we don't want to anymore because everything we need is so close they're placating the masses oh keeping everybody docile by providing everything they need within a short walk that's right that's pretty nefarious yeah and none of this terrible stuff would have happened if we would have gone to war to protect our oil interests so you think like people would still be driving gasoline cars to distant places to get the things they need it's called freedom man freedom all right i take your point but let's see. Let's say I have a problem that can't be solved by violence. <laughs> Again, this guy, there's no such thing. Well, let's say I have a, a newborn baby that won't stop crying. Like, that's not a problem solved with violence. Well, obviously not extreme violence, but you got to scale it down. Appropriate violence for appropriate situations. So, there's not an amount of violence that's appropriate for a newborn baby. Is sleeping gas technically violent? I would argue that it is. So, your solution to a wailing newborn baby is... To gas it, yes. I can't argue that that wouldn't stop the immediate problem of the baby crying. Exactly. So, what do you say, Prophet? Are you I, ready? I don't feel like I'm convinced here. We've got the plane gassed up. We're ready to fly across the country. Bomb DC. Let's say I meant to buy a stack of paper, a college-ruled paper, and I get home and I find that it's too widely spaced. That's a problem. But I don't think anyone would solve that with violence. You wouldn't go back to the store where you bought it and rough up the salesperson? For giving you the wrong paper? Well, I suppose you could make that argument, but... You know, Possibly if, threaten his family a little bit. What if I accidentally picked the paper up myself and made the mistake myself? No need for violence in a problem like that. They allowed you to leave the store with the wrong paper, didn't they? Hmm. So you believe that 
violence would be a solution in that situation. Absolutely. Listen, Prophet, I don't know how things work on whatever planet you came from. The ways of the alien Prophet are mysterious to us. But here on planet Earth, in these United States of America, violence is the way to freedom. I see. It's the answer to every question. Let's say I got a book from the library and I'm a beginning reader. And this particular book that I got is just way above my reading level. That doesn't seem like the sort of situation that I would use violence. The solution to a problem like that is practice my reading and get better at it, not become violent. Sounds to me like you need to give your teachers a little more encouragement. They obviously haven't taught you at an accelerated enough pace. If they had the proper degree of physical encouragement, maybe they would teach you a little bit better. So you would use coercive tactics on your teachers because you couldn't read a book? Absolutely, I would. Interesting. Wouldn't we all? Well, I think the methamphetamines that you all are taking may have influenced your outlook on these topics. Drugs are a major part of our culture, man. I see that. Yes, I see the symptoms of regular methamphetamine use among many of your people here. Looks like things may get out of hand from time to time. You're not dissing our culture, are you? Because if you are, you know what the answer to that is going to be. Yeah, I have a feeling that violence would be the answer. And of course, I am not dissing your culture. I am a respecter of all cultures. Right on. However, it appears we are at an impasse. I don't think that anything you're going to say is going to convince me to become your leader in a war against the government. I think the best solution to that problem is just wait it out until my portal opens to leave. So what you're saying is that you don't think that this conversation is going to lead to you leading us into battle against the pacifist politicians in D.C. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a likely outcome. All right, all right. So it seems that we have a problem, which is you are not being convinced by these words. Well, obviously we know what the answer is. I hate to do this, but Prophet, I got it. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Punch to the stomach, perhaps. Ah, I hurt my hand a little bit. You, some impressive armor you've got on. Mm. Ow. That was quite the punch. Probably should have gone for the face. Yeah, it's a good thing I had that armor on. Are those brass knuckles? Yeah, I made them myself. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, and they look kind of spiky, too. Yeah, I'm a little offended that you <laughs> decided to punch me with those. That's, uh, if I hadn't had all this layer of armor and extra muscle at the moment, that could have been pretty bad. But you know what? I take your point. All four points on these brass knuckles. I think you've convinced me that I need to lead your rebellion. This timer that's counting down here, this is counting down to when I when I get really, really mad. Yeah, all right. Now you're talking our language, Prophet. Yeah, and really, really violent. So, in the meantime, I know you've discovered methamphetamines and the way they can amp you up for violence. Yeah. I have something better. Better? Oh, yeah. Oh. It's extremely potent. All right, this yeah. This little tiny container here, it's called unicorn dust, and it will amp you up far beyond anything these methamphetamines will do for you. Yeah, the prophet came through. Yeah. All right, I have to push these three buttons on the side because the stuff is that dangerous. All right. There's more than enough in here. It's a very small container, but it's extremely super concentrated stuff. 
just a couple grains of this very finely ground powder for each person. All right, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dish it out, Prophet. Yeah. Just each of you come by, and I'll just, yeah, a little bit in each palm here. All right, all right. So do we rub it in our eyes or snort it or... It just has to make its way down into the your... pants? Bo- it just has to make its way into your body somehow. Really, mouth, nose. I mean, eyes would work, but it tastes pretty good, so... All right. Just a little bit. Here we go. Everybody on three. We all lick. One, two, three. All right, you should start feeling the effects of that pretty soon. Whoa. It's pretty mind-opening. It will open your mind to new realities you hadn't previously considered. You were not kidding, Prophet. This is... Whoa, this is some trip. Ah. Oh. Violence. Wait a minute. Wait for it. If... Huh. Maybe we have all of our needs already met without violence? Whoa. Prophet... You've really opened our eyes. Wow. Ah, you sure you want to take that wreath of flowers with you? You know that's a pretty intense weapon, right? Oh, this is beautiful, but an intense weapon, you say? Be careful the way you handle that. It's easy to accidentally trigger through the flower grenades. That's a flower grenade bandolier. Not a wreath. Okay. Yeah, the flower grenades are one of our most potent inventions. Now, uh, I'm starting to doubt whether we should have invented it at all. Flower grenades, huh? What is it, like shoot flowers out everywhere somehow? Oh, the flower explodes and launches seeds at hypersonic speeds that embed directly in the skin and instantaneously sprout. I would say it's not pretty, but it actually is really pretty. It's both simultaneously not pretty and very pretty. And now that I've had my mind opened by this unicorn dust, I feel guilty about it. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, the unicorn dust will open your mind to lots of possibilities. Whoa. You got any more of that stuff? Well, this is just one hippie commune. We have cells all through the whole country, and I don't know if we can open their minds without a little more... How do you get that stuff? Where do we get more? Well, you'd have to have unicorns. Not every dimension has them, but... Oh, dimensions. They've been hunted to extinction in many dimensions because people love the effect of these powders. But I tell you what, this stuff is so super concentrated. I can give you just a tiny, tiny amount. And if you're just using two or three grains per person, it'll be plenty. Here, let me give you a good pinch of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Be careful with that stuff, man. It is potent. All right. All right, we'll store this in somewhere safe and... uh, That should be plenty for lots of cells. All right, we got to go dismantle all of our weapons. I think I'm going to take just one of these flower grenades. Okay. Are they safe to put in my bag? Just make sure the safety is on. I really don't recommend using it. I don't plan to. But, you know, instant gardening, that sounds useful. Sure. Just make sure you position yourself behind a blast wall at least five feet thick. Those are some fast flower seeds. I did say they were hypersonic. Right on. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to have my crew go shut the jet down. I don't think we're going to be taking that to go bomb DC today. But thank you so much, Prophet. You've done so much for... What's that beeping sound? I'm about to leave, and I guess in a sense, the prophet did come. Oh, don't leave us so soon. Take what I've taught you and spread it, my son. All right, this looks like a pretty peaceful place, although more boarded up windows, that's not a good sign. At least there's no 
chewed up boarded windows that I can see. Looks like another bleak hellscape. I guess we'll find out what's here and hopefully stay alive. Oh, that doesn't sound good. There's a big wave coming. I need to get to high ground and quit. I'm waiting for Alright, and now we're gonna cut it off right there. Leave the listeners in some suspense. Is Jack Strobe gonna survive? Or is he gonna drown from the giant wave? Who knows? Maybe this podcast will end tomorrow. Nobody knows. No, just kidding. It's not going to end tomorrow because obviously I'm going to complete the aristocrats and you're all going to get enlightened. But who knows what's going to happen to Jastro, right? Right? Huh? Dispatches from the Multiverse is produced by Tim Ellis, starring J.R. Willett as Jack Asking so many of the wrong questions, Strobe and Tim Ellis as Max. Want to support this podcast and help make sure it continues? Tell all your friends about us and share us online. Then check out patreon.com slash dispatchesfm where you can support us directly and access exclusive bonus content like brainstorming sessions, sweet merch, raw recordings, other audio, and exclusively and excessively violent peaks behind the interdimensional curtain. Check the show notes or our website for links to our listener discord. Follow us on Twitter where everyone is verified, but not us, at DispatchesFM, and visit us online at Dispatches.FM. goes my pants yeah i'm <laughs> there goes my pants <laughs> my thighs are... <laughs> don't laugh while i'm recording <laughs> all right breathe it in it's meth <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>